Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones. All right, where did we leave off last episode? I believe I was saying that I was off to the VA to go get uh, a consultation with a urologist about getting my my bits and pieces snipped because I don't want to have kids. Um and that was a that was a weird VA appointment. Uh, not just because I got my balls fondled. Uh, that's that's always a weird experience at the VA. They were professional. It was fine, uh, very comfortable. Actually, the doctor was super cool, um, very forthcoming with information. You know, good, good to talk to. Quick in and out appointment. Um, but it was weird being at the VA and during all the you know interview questions and all that. Uh, it, I was just fully disclosing like, yeah, I'm a genderqueer polyamorous pot smoker with a partner and we don't want to have kids. So snip my balls if you don't mind. Um, that's just a, a weird lot of information to put out in a, a essentially a government facility, even in a medical standpoint, because the government not always kind to, uh, genderqueer people, polyamorous people, pot smokers, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of wild to be that open about that. And and in in general, the government hasn't always been kind to me just in general. Uh, my experience with the military, less than stellar, uh, if we're being completely honest. Um, but that's another podcast for another day. Uh, not getting my balls snipped anytime soon. Um, the recovery time is just too great for me to be able to take off work because of how uh, physically, uh, involved my job is the amount of, uh, freight and the amount of weight that I move by hand and shit like that. So yeah, not happening in the near future, but somewhere down the line. Absolutely. I'm in their system. I I've been on the government's radar anyway, not, not just in their system. They know where I am. Uh, again, another podcast, another time we'll get there. Um, oh yeah. So that was, that was Wednesday. Then went and jammed out with Uncouth, had a had a solid practice, worked on some stuff. Um we're still working on the on the full length, the LP. Uh got a lot of cool shit in the works. Uh lyrically I'm still fleshing out uh the 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 through line for the the album. Um but it's gonna be good. So if you've been wondering why Uncouth has been a little bit radio silent of late. Uh, we're just hunkered down in the bunker and doing some writing. So, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing much to report there other than just, you know, uh, patience. And we'll have some shows to announce in the near future too. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna play soon. Um, the way this year is rocketing by, everything feels soon. Like we're already halfway through July, it feels like, and the shit just started. Um, summer is drawing to a close and that shit just started. It's, it's fucking wild how it's just rocketing through. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost like we just want 2019 to be over with. I can't imagine why that would be. Um, but yeah, so Wednesday was cool. Thursday, oh man, game of microphones, bomb fucking night. Packed house, everyone brought it. Uh, congrats to Ragu Adibatla, absolutely killed, uh, took the, took the victory, was the champ for the night, um, 
was a, a, a last minute addition even, uh, wasn't even planned to be there, but we had someone, uh, uh, have to pull out for, for reasons and, and Raghu stepped up and, and filled in and then just tore the place down. Uh, so congrats. Um, Paige Blair headlined. I got to talk to, got to talk to Paige a little bit after the show, gave me some great advice, you know, um, been doing it longer than, than I have mostly out in the city you know, just doing the thing. And, and, you know, I asked like, where should I be checking out? What should I be doing? You know, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm trying to get into other open mics or this, that, or the other, what should I do? And, uh, you know, Paige told me, Hey, if you've got a room that is giving you stage time, giving you experience, you know, putting you out in front of, uh, audiences and other comics and you're, you're getting the experience, don't worry about trying to get to a whole bunch of other places. Just keep doing what you're doing, you know? Um, and you know, that, that was, that was cool to hear. Cause I, I, I worry sometimes, you know, cause I'm, uh, at, at the shrine on Mondays, you know, scouting for, for people to throw on game of mics. And then, you know, Thursday I'm at game of mics, uh, Wednesday is band practice, you know, um, weekends can be tricky. So I only get so much time and then the day job prohibits me from traveling around too much. So I, I worry sometimes, you know, am I, am I doing all the things I need to be doing to progress? Um, but being, you know, a year plus in and doing all the things I'm doing, you know, whether it's producing or hosting or, you know, there are still shows that I, that I get on. I've got a couple, uh, couple guest spots or feature spots or shit like that coming up in the next month or so. Again, I know I say it every episode, I'll announce those when I can announce those. Um, but yeah, if, if all these things are coming along, like don't beat yourself up that you're not doing more cause you're, you're doing a lot, you know, and it may look like other people might be doing more, but, uh, might be differences in availability or you might be you know, only paying attention when it's, you know, uh, uh, the, the feast or famine feeling that we can all get sometimes, you know, cause yeah, I'll feel like I have, you know, a good, you know, three, four shows, uh, one month and then nothing the following month. And that, that can be like, Oh, I, I screwed it all up. It's all over. I'm never going to get anything again. And then the next month, boom, right back to having a handful of, of things going on. And then the consistency of hosting Game of Mics and uh, putting, you know, helping put that show together. And even if I'm not hosting, I'll be back in the booth doing the thing or whatever. Um, you know, so it was a good reminder to me not to like a comparing to others. You know, like I've talked about in previous podcasts, bad math. Don't you know? You're you're only going to drive yourself insane if you're constantly in comparison to others. And then beyond that. I'm keeping busy. Like, it's not like I'm not busy. Um, so yeah, uh, appreciate the, the, you know, advice from Paige. I, that, that helped a lot. Um, this week going to be another great show. Uh, Mike Maxwell's headlining. I'm, uh, I'm going to be hosting again. So that's going to be pretty sweet. Looking forward to that. Uh, got some great comics on the bill. If you've not been coming to Game of Microphones, you're missing out because it is seriously such a great experience. You've got new comics doing, you know, for some of them, it's their their first, like, 
booked show. You know, it's the first time they're doing something other than an open mic. And then you've got people who, you know, they've been doing it a few years, but they like to like to come in just to just to get the stage time, you know, to to see, you know, where everyone else is and, and throw their hat in the ring and um, work in front of the crowd. And, uh, you know, Shrine is a great room. It's a it's a it's a stage. You're on a stage in a comedy venue. There's there's just something to that. Um that that's nice. And then, you know, great headliners, every show. So yeah, if you've got the chance to come out this coming week, Thursday, uh, it's going to be a great show and I hope to see you. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the comedy talk, uh, for the episode. I think let's move on. Uh, I, I, I guess we're venturing somewhat into the recommendations. I just finished season three of stranger things. Um, and man, heart-wrenching episode uh, to close it out. A lot happens. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, so don't worry about spoilers. I'm not going to spoil because uh, I know, you know, everyone watches things on their own uh, schedules and stuff. So when I do the recommendations, I don't want to spoil anything. I will say uh, season three feels like an ending. You know, it felt like it was over. Um, but there is a stinger within the credits, so maybe it's not over. Uh, and to be fair, season two also felt like an ending, you know, but they continued on for season three, and season three was great. I liked the the additions and the, the expansion of the mythology, so cool. You know, if they want to do a season four, I, I have no reason not to trust the Duffers uh, thus far. They've given us three solid seasons of a show. So yeah, if they want to do a season four, fuck yeah, I'll watch it. I have no reason not to. Um, stemming from uh, season three, let's get into our, our song recommendations. Um, first up, old song, uh, Heroes by David Bowie. Now, Bowie's version is not featured in uh, season three of Stranger Things. However... Uh, there is a cover of it. I'll get to it shortly. Um, Heroes, 1977, you know, big hit for Bowie and probably one of Bowie's most covered songs. Uh, the, to give a rundown of some of the people who've covered uh, this song, Oasis, Wallflowers, Depeche Mode, Motorhead, fucking Motorhead covered this. Blondie's covered it. Uh, Jessica Lange, uh, actor Jessica Lange on uh, American Horror Story Freak Show covered this song in the final episode of the of the season. Uh, also covered Bowie's Life on Mars. So Jessica Lange given us two doses of, of Bowie covers in that season. Um, and uh, recently, uh, I think 2010 was when Peter Gabriel did uh, his cover, which I say recently, that's almost 10 years ago, but fucking whatever, man. Uh, but yeah, Peter Gabriel covered it and that's the version which was used on Stranger Things, uh, season three. So yeah, Heroes by Bowie, great fucking track. Check out all the covers, you know, um, I mentioned American Horror Story, uh, you know, Freak Show was a few seasons ago. Uh, Apocalypse was the last season. This season is uh, American Horror Story 84, 
which looks like it's going to be a uh, a slasher season. Um, of course, it's also interesting they chose uh, 1984 as the theme because, of course, you know, you've got Orwell's 1984 and all the connotations there with your big brother elements and shit like that. So uh, Ryan Murphy probably going to subvert some shit uh, with with all of that. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. I've, I've enjoyed pretty much every episode of, of Horror Story. Uh, the only one I wasn't huge on was Roanoke. I, I just didn't get into it. I didn't find any of the characters to be that good of a, uh, you know, one of the main things with American Horror Story is even when the season is dumb and some of the seasons are dumb, they just are. Um, but there's always at least a handful of great characters that really draw you in. And even though a lot of the cast was the same on Roanoke, I just didn't, didn't get caught up the same way I do with a lot of other seasons. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, God, I think that's dropping in a few months, the new season of American Horror Story, uh, to, to be around in time for like Halloween and shit. So, uh, Yeah. In addition to checking out Stranger Things, check out American Horror Story if you haven't. It's great, campy, horror, fun. And even when it's not like horrific horror or, you know, terrifying or whatever, it's just incorporating horror elements into uh, a, a drama. Uh, or in some occasions, borderline a comedy. But anyway, that's that. Uh, so Old Song, Heroes, Bowie. And all of the assorted covers. I think I I also didn't mention like King Crimson has covered it, and I think like Celtic Frost, like a bunch of metal bands in addition to Motorhead have also covered it. So yeah, check all that out. Um for an older track, which is also going to tie into how we're gonna close out this episode. Uh I said newer track, right? Older track was Bowie, newer track, um, it's not like new, new, but, uh, it's, oh hell, within the past 10 years, I should have written down the date this album came out, but whatever, uh, Fight Like a Girl by Emily Autumn, um, it seemed a, a, a fitting song to choose, uh, given the, the state of the world and things that are going on in the cultural zeitgeist, whether it's the, the women's soccer world cup win, or hell, just watching, uh, the character Eleven, L on Stranger Things, uh, fighting like a, a, a girl. Um, the general fight for equality, you know, women make up 51% of the human population and are still not represented in such numbers in any way, shape or form, whether in media or government or, you know, etc. Um, and I, we're well overdue for a sea change in that. Um, Fight Like a Girl, great track off the album of the same name. Uh, the album, which is kind of a companion piece to Emily Autumn's, uh, The Asylum for Wayward Victorian Girls, uh, novel. Uh, it's also a, a pretty solid book on tape, uh, or not tape, uh, audio book. No one listens to tapes anymore. I listen to it on CD. Um, but uh, Emily Autumn, one of my favorite like multi-hyphenate artists, uh, has been you know a musician, 
in addition to her own music, she was a member of Courtney Love's backing band during the America's Sweetheart album cycle. And you know I have a deep affinity for Courtney Love, so anyone who's worked with Courtney Love gets uh, an instant nod from me. But uh, Emily Autumn, on her own right, uh, as a semi-industrial, uh, semi-classical, um, semi-like... Uh, Baroque. Her her musical genre is is kind of something that's her own. There's there's a few other artists who who uh, work in this kind of field of um, uh, taking you know like Rasputina uh, is one um, who who take you know classical elements and incorporate it into different musical genres. Um, but Emily Autumn, uh, you know, in addition to writing, like I said, wrote uh, the book, The Asylum for Wayward Victorian Girls, uh, also has acted, uh, shown up in um, uh, the Devil's Carnival series, uh, well, two movies, um, which are, they are admittedly like musical uh, movies, but they're fun. I'd say check those out, especially the first one's super short. I I don't even know if it's an hour. Um, But uh, Devil's Carnival, it's the same uh, dude behind Repo, the genetic opera and uh, other other works. You know, I think think he was also part of the the team that did like the first Saw movie. I may be wrong on that, but um, yeah, uh, Emily Autumn. Very cool. Uh, check out the, the track, check out the whole album, Fight Like a Girl. It navigates the story of, uh, Emily Autumn's experiences, uh, in, uh, a mental health facility and then contrasts it with the experience of being in a mental health facility, uh, as a woman back in Victorian times, uh, when women would be, uh, locked up for, uh, basically anything, uh, if their husbands or fathers just could not deal with them or didn't want to deal with them, they would be sold, uh, to asylums. Asylums have such a weird history, um, throughout like Western society, uh, you know, both in, in Europe and in America. Um, the, I've I've spent uh, a little bit of time myself in a uh, inpatient uh, mental health facility at the VA, uh, in fact. Which if you've got to go be in a psych ward, oh boy, the VA is just the cheeriest psych ward you can be in. Um, again, I feel like that's a another topic for another podcast. I I will get to it. You know, I, I in time, um, I'll, I'll plumb those depths. Um, but yeah, so, and anything that ever takes place in, uh, mental health facilities, whether it's, you know, works of, of fiction and literature or movies, or, you know, in this case, a a musical album, uh, always interesting to me, um, to compare and contrast my experience with the experience of others. And, you know, especially in the past, such a, a wildly different experience than, uh, you know, the, the facilities of today. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so anyway, check out the song Fight Like a Girl. And now here's uh, another element of why I chose uh, Emily Autumn and Fight Like a Girl as uh, my more recent track in my recommendations is I just received uh, in the mail the Asylum Oracle deck. Uh, Normally I do a tarot pull. Uh, but this episode going to do something a little different and pull an oracle card. Uh, the difference between oracle cards and tarot cards, tarot has a very specific, um, set of cards, uh, you know, very specific, uh, uh, suits within the, uh, within the deck. Um, you know, they all have a, a common origin, whereas oracle cards fulfill a, a similar role in terms of, uh, using them to, um, not fortune tell. I, I hate, I hate the fortune telling, but, um, reading one's life experience and how to translate it and using the tools to, uh, give you a a clearer idea of what you should be doing, uh, in your path going forward. Uh, or reflecting on just your your current state, um, with with all things, symbols have strength, uh, you know, and and not just symbols in regards to like tarot cards or oracle cards, but I mean, even if you just look at like McDonald's golden arches, uh, the fact that you can just look at that logo, that M logo, and the colors that they use, the the red and the yellow. Uh, that's its own form of magic. You know, they've imbued this symbol with meaning and that meaning instantly translates, uh, and, and has its own power, its own resonance. Um, and then the use of the colors of the red and the yellow, the reason so many fast food companies use reds and yellows in their logos is those colors make you more impulsively hungry. Uh, I don't know if you knew that, some some color theory shit for you. Uh, but symbols are a form of magic. That's the magic with a K. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not talking uh, warlocks and wizards and, you know, uh, Harry Potter type shit. But the, the magic of tangible life experience, the, the magic we interact with every day and the way we, uh, when we pay attention to it, can harness it or... Uh, utilize it in ways that help us uh, actualize and and realize what it is our intentions are, if, if all that is making sense. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. Um, I'm a believer in magic. You know, again, that's the magic with uh, with a K there. The, 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 you know, not, not so much the fanciful thing, but the the, the power in symbols and the power in nature and the power in uh, experience and, you know, what we put out and what we get back uh, from from the world and energy and, and the way it's used. Um, so for an oracle deck, every oracle deck is different. They all have their different rules, their different symbols. Uh, this one is particularly interesting to me. Uh, it's it's one of two Oracle decks that I have. Maybe I'll delve into the other one, uh, for a a future episode. Um, that one, my other Oracle deck is a little more chaotic and maybe a little harder to describe in an audio medium. Um, 
but the uh, the Asylum Oracle deck uh, is a little more straightforward. It's broken up into five elements, and each element has ten cards each, so there's 50 cards. The elements represented are Earth, Air, Fire, Water, and Spirit. And the ten cards within each element kind of describe uh, the steps along one's journey from beginning to end. Um, and uh, the card that I've pulled today is the key. And uh, the, the, the image is uh, a skeleton key. Um, and the key is within the fire uh, element of the deck. And fire within the deck represents creativity, courage, action, uh, the ability to uh, promote change. Um, and the, the key is about uh, belief in oneself and unlocking opportunity, recognizing your individual traits as the key to opening doors. Uh, and I, I, when I pulled that, I was like, perfect. That resonates so well, especially with last episode. Um, you know, the, the, the idea of uh, yourself as the individual being the key to open doors. You know, as a performer, I, I talked about the, the comparison thing. And I talked a little bit earlier in this episode uh, that really the, the, the key to any sort of success is becoming the best version of the self that you want to be in your performance. You know, however that takes shape, whatever that means for you, um, you are the key to open that door. You just need to um, believe in it and, you know, find what it is about you that will work to fit in that lock that you're trying to open, to open that door that you're trying to open. Um, you know, so if it's, uh, you know, for stand-up, getting more shows, getting more stage time, you know, that means focus on yourself, your traits, your traits that would make you attractive to be on a stage. Um, and I'm not talking attractive looks-wise, I'm talking attractive in terms of uh, what you do on that stage is appealing and has an audience and has a market and is, is a quality output, you know, same with, uh, music. If you're in a band, you know, what is it about your band that is, uh, something that belongs on a stage or belongs on, you know, a tour or, or whatever it is, or, you know, what, what makes your album that you're recording and writing stand out amongst all the others, you know, because in, in the current era that we live in, uh, with the, uh, the, the sheer ability to share virtual shelf space, you know, there are countless albums, uh, available on Spotify. There are innumerable videos on YouTube. There are, uh, you know, countless published and self-published books on Amazon, uh, which by the way, I forget the exact dates. Uh, I have them written down for the Amazon boycott. Uh, but I'm standing with, uh, with those folks, um, those, the, the, the unions that are going to be, or, or the, the people trying to unionize and, and fight for their, their better working conditions. Uh, cause yeah, people, pissing in jars because they're not allowed to take breaks is dog shit. Um, again, that's, that's another, that's, that's more that could be gotten into more in depth or more in depth by people who are more versed in such things. I'm talking about, 
the the oracle card here and and what to focus on focus on your individual self focus on your your traits your skills what it is you bring to the table um, because you are the key to your own success you know um, and and maybe your key won't open every door uh, but the doors that it will open are the ones that you should be going through if that makes sense you know like obviously uh, there was a, a big to do in the Chicago comedy scene um, that that I saw happening on Reddit someone was complaining that there was like a, a women's only mic and because he was a dude he felt discriminated against and the Chicago scene is full of misandry well dude obviously wrong key for the wrong door like if it's a women's only mic let them have that space there are a million and 12 mics in the chicagoland scene believe me because i wish i could go to all of them i just don't have the time um but yeah <sighs> i feel like i've gone like so uh alongside the the actual point um the the card pull for the day it's the key. It's a fire card. It's creativity, courage, action, key, belief in yourself, uh, and, and finding your individual traits and, and harnessing them and sharpening them and, and shaping them so they will open the doors you want to open. Uh, that, that's what I want to leave you with today. Focus on your shit and, and keep developing and keep growing. And speaking of developing and growing, I want to give so much thanks to all the people who have been reaching out to me about the podcast. Um, you know, Jamie Martin has been great. I still want to get Jamie on here for, for, uh, a sit down interview at some point. Uh, Chris Bongat has been great. Uh, TJ Remick, um, uh, Brad Stupek, like, so many people have had, had so much, uh, to say, uh, and, and I thank you all for listening. It means the absolute fucking world to me that, that people are checking it out. We have had an uptick in listenership this past week. So it looks like things are starting to catch on with people. And I appreciate that so much. I really do because, um, you know, that this is, is, uh, it's, it's a, a, a passion project at the moment. You know, it's, it's something I'm doing to, to keep busy and to keep honing my thoughts and fleshing out my, my ideas and, you know, talking through shit. And, uh, the fact that y'all are out there listening and appreciating what I, what I'm putting out means the world. So thank you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess that's, that sounds like a podcast. Um, and nothing much to promote. Check me out on all the social medias at skits Jones, uh, or hit me up via email skits Jones at gmail.com. Or if you use the anchor app, uh, feel free to drop me a voice message. Maybe I'll play it in a upcoming episode. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in. I will talk to you next episode. We drop by weekly. Uh, not, not we drop by weekly, but we drop episodes bi-weekly twice, twice a week. You know that already. 
if you've if you've subscribed. If you hasn't if you have not subscribed, uh, feel free to do so. Drop me a you know review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the app is called these days. Uh, we're available wherever you're listening to this. If you're listening, you already know. Um, all right, I've waffled enough on ending this thing. Thank you all so much. I appreciate you, and as always, keep that trash fire burning. <laughs>